0: Hi everyone, welcome in to episode number 65 of the Building Up Podcast. I'm David McConnell. Thank you guys for being with us on this episode where we will be answering a question sent in by one of our listeners. I love to receive that feedback from you. As a matter of fact, I think that some of our best podcast episodes are the ones where someone sends in a question on faith that they would like answered or perhaps a scripture passage that they would like clarity on. Uh, So please continue to send those topics in building up at agapepenson.com. We want to receive those. And also, if you're a new listener, let us know that you've recently subscribed to the podcast. We'd love to have you introduce yourself so we could make a connection there. So this week, we're answering this question. How do I witness to an agnostic? I love the heart behind the question. I, I love to hear from you guys that you are thinking through how to reach people in your sphere of influence. And, of course, when we start talking about sharing our faith, that can always be a challenging subject. And certainly when it comes to sharing our faith with someone who is an atheist or an agnostic that often deny the very existence of God, then that seems to present to us a very real challenge, and at times it can seem insurmountable. Uh, I do want to clarify our terms so that we all are on the same page. An agnostic is traditionally someone who would say, maybe there's a God, maybe there is not a God. There's no way for us to know that in this life. And so certainly they would reject the Christian biblical ethic, that there is a God, that He is a personal God, and that He has sent His Son, Jesus, that we might have a relationship with Him, be forgiven of our sins, and live with Him forever. And so how would you witness to someone who denies the the very authenticity and authority of the Bible and even the uh, questions the existence of God? And so we're going to talk about a couple of principles from the Bible that I, I hope will help us frame a response or an answer to this question. And I do want to say that even if you don't know someone who's an agnostic, I think these principles that we're going to look at Could be applicable to uh, anyone that you're trying to witness to. I think these are some general principles that would be good for us to think through no matter who we're trying to share our faith with. So just hope you'll continue to listen and that uh, there will be some nuggets of truth in this week's episode that will be helpful to you. So I want to start with this first principle, and that is how God has ordained faith to come about. God has ordained faith. To come about in someone's life by hearing the gospel or the news about Jesus. That is the pathway that God has chosen to generate faith. I believe the Bible shows us that faith is a gift from above. It's not something that we come up with in ourselves. God grants us the gift of faith that allows us to respond to him and receive Christ as our Savior. But that faith comes into our life when we hear the good news about Jesus. That is the pathway. So whether that is reading the the gospel or the Bible, whether that is hearing it preached on a Sunday morning or hearing it shared in a small group or by a friend over a cup of coffee, whatever it may be, um, if we're at an evangelist crusade, all the different ways that the gospel may go forth when someone hears the good news about Jesus, that is how faith is born. In Luke chapter 16, there's an interesting parable there that Jesus tells, and he compares two men. One of them was a rich man who had a very good life here on the earth, but he was uh, apparently an ungodly man who died and, and went to torment in Hades. There was another man who Uh, was a very poor man and lived a miserable life on earth, but was seemingly a godly man based on the parable. And so he went to heaven and to be with um, God in paradise. And in the parable, Jesus records a communication that happens between the rich man who's in Hades and Abraham, the patriarch of the Jewish faith. And in that conversation, the rich man... Ask Abraham if he will please send the poor man, Lazarus, back from the dead to go and bear witness to his five brothers so that they might repent of their sins and not end up in the same torment he is in. And Abraham tells the rich man that that's not possible. And he also says that those brothers have scripture. They have Moses and the prophets or the law and the prophets and that is how they will hear and believe. The rich man says, no, that that won't work but if you'll send Lazarus back, they will believe someone who has been raised from the dead. They'll listen to him. And in telling this story, Jesus says this he, that if they do not hear, Moses and the prophets, if they do not listen to Scripture, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. Now, this was all foreshadowing what was going to happen in Jesus' own life and ministry. Uh, Jesus would die on a cross and be resurrected. There were many religious leaders in that day who refused to believe in Jesus, and even after they heard or saw evidence of His resurrection, they still refused to believe. It also shows us that the primary mechanism that God uses to generate faith is not miracles. It's not those things that we might think in our minds. If God would just do this, I would believe. Or if God would just do this, my unbelieving friend would believe. And the Bible says no, that even those things, miraculous events and signs and wonders, are not enough to generate faith in someone. Now, just as a side note, that doesn't mean that miracles and signs and wonders do not have a place in even the Christian life today. I I think that they do when God gives those. And throughout the New Testament, you see the gospel message being preached, and signs and wonders followed the gospel message as evidence of this authenticity. But what The Bible shows us is that it is not those miracles that are, that is the agent that generates faith, but rather it is the gospel message about Jesus. It's the Word of God about Jesus. That is what bears fruit in our hearts. So what is the point to all of that that I want us to grasp? When we're witnessing to someone, Especially when we find it to be a challenge. Someone who would deny the very existence of God. In our minds, we might be tempted to think, I've got to come up with just the right presentation. I've got to be creative. I need evidence to show them, to prove to them that God exists. And we might be tempted to let go of the gospel and God's word in order to try to show them something that they would believe in. And I think the Bible is teaching us and showing us that it is only the gospel that can generate faith in someone's life. So we've got to hold on to that. We've got to be willing to share about Jesus and his word, his life and his death and his testimony of what He is done in our lives. We need to be willing to share that good news. That is the way in which God has ordained people to come to faith. So that's the big principle, number one. The second principle that I want us to think about is even as the gospel is the means God has ordained for people to come to faith, God also ordains different methods and presentations of that gospel in order to be able to appeal to people to be reconciled to God through Jesus. So the gospel message never changes, but how we present the gospel might change depending on who we are speaking to. And, and where I get this from is 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22. And Paul there says, I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. Now, Paul is not saying that he changes the gospel. He's also not saying that he would do sinful things, things that were disobedient to God in order to see someone saved. But what Paul is alluding to is that as he was traveling around to different locations, different groups, he would learn those people and the culture of those people, that city, that village, that country, whatever it may be, and he would adapt. He would try to meet those people where they were, in order that the gospel might be received well, that the message might be received well. I've become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. And so what I think this teaches us is that the gospel is what we want to share with someone, but we do need to think through, who am I sharing it with? And how can I adapt the message in order to meet this person where they are? One good example I can think of is to compare two people. If I am sharing the gospel with someone who has a very, very religious background, they grew up in perhaps a harsh religion, full of strict rules, and perhaps they were mistreated or their family was mistreated by the church, those people may reject any idea of God in the Bible. And if I'm going to be sharing the good news of the gospel with them, I'm going to keep in mind their background and their objections based on their religious experience. On the other hand, if I am sharing with someone who's an agnostic, which was the question that was asked today, I'm going to think through their objections and where they're coming from and try to meet them where they are. And I think that's the... takeaway for me to try and apply to answer the question. The gospel is the answer. Sharing about Jesus is the answer. Sharing truths from Scripture is the answer. Don't get away from that. Don't think that you need to come up with something better than the message of the Bible. That is the means by which people will come to faith. But it is okay to listen. Listen to the person that you want to share with. Listen to their objections if they're willing to talk. Hear where they're coming from. And then ask God for wisdom to be able to answer them biblically. To be able to answer them with gospel truths from His Word. You might be tempted to think, well, I can't use the Bible. They don't believe in that. But that would... That would be the wrong way for us to think because it is the Bible, it is Scripture that brings about faith. Rather, be bold in saying, well, here's how the Bible would answer that objection. Or here's what the Bible teaches. And you could even share your own experiences. I, I know you have this objection, but here's what I've seen God do in my life that I feel like might, might speak into that objection. You're meeting the person where they are And you're taking the gospel message and trying to adapt it to where they are in order that God might use that to bring them to faith. Listening is a very good tool that we can use when it comes to evangelism and sharing with our family and friends and acquaintances. And also remember the power of love and good works and serving people. The Bible says those are all tools that the Bible uses To validate the gospel and to help soften people's hearts. So I hope that the principles we can walk away with today is to hold firm to the gospel, don't be ashamed of it, and don't be tempted to think you need to come up with better evidence than God's Word. But you also can meet a person where they are and think through how to adapt the message in order to answer their objections. And if you're dealing with a very strong agnostic or atheist, you might do good to do a little research into some apologetics, a little bit of defense of the faith to think through how you might answer biblically some of their objections. I think if you go back on to episode 62 maybe of this podcast, you can look up the title. It was called How to Prepare to Speak to Someone Who denies the reliability of the Bible. And we talked about apologetics in that podcast and talked about some ideas about um, getting in touch with some resources to just learn some basic apologetics and that might be helpful in speaking to someone who's an agnostic. But the gospel message and applying that gospel message to their life is the most important thing. So I hope this has helped but if you still have questions about this topic or if you'd like to talk through it a little more, email us Get in touch with us and I would love to continue the conversation. And please also consider sharing this podcast with other people that you think might find it helpful. We are relying on God and the Holy Spirit to work through people sharing this in order to get the word out. And we hope that as God sees fit, it will spread to help others. We love you guys and I'm so thankful for you and for you being willing to listen. Until next time, grace and peace to your family. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast, the ministry of Agape Church in Vincent, Alabama. If you have a question about today's podcast or would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us, buildingup at agapevincent.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app.